Yes, yeah, so before we started, oh, yeah. I wanted to tell you my story. Do you remember I told you I had a funny story on the plane? Yes. So obviously, for, for those listening, if you remember at the end of last episode, we said that we were going on holiday. So we're all back now. So I was flying back from Jamaica. And in Jamaica, they do Snickers, but with almond nuts rather than mm. peanuts. Changed my life. Good? Oh, changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> so then I bought a, you know when you get the double pack? And so I'd had half of it before I got onto the plane. Then went through like the boarding thing. We got onto the plane just for takeoff. Yeah. And then ate the other half. And my friend was like, oh, is it good? We'll talk about it. So we take off and we get into sort of cruising. And just before they take the seatbelt signs mm. off, one of the air hostess goes over the tunnel and goes, Thank you for flying with Tui. Hope you enjoy your fly. We'd like to just let you know that someone on this plane has severe nut allergies <gasps> and we will not be serving nuts on this plane. <laughs> no. Please refrain from eating nuts. And then my friend, who was sat next to you, just turned to me. <laughs> and then I like slowly took the packet and shoved it in my bag. And I was like, surely they should have told us this before, before we took off. Yeah. And I looked over and I saw someone else was eating Snickers and her like husband or boyfriend was like, put it away. <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, but surely that's something they should maybe they should hold up hold up a sign. Yeah, when you walk in, <laughs> literally, <laughs> do not take out any <laughs> But no one died. Yeah, so that was like, <laughs> I'm glad you didn't kill anyone with your arm and sneakers. It's the Not Today podcast. The podcast that explores everyday life. With sarcasm and humour, featuring Rina, aka Daddy Issues. Victoria, aka The South One. And Hannah, if you know my name, you already know too much. Are we going to mention that Hannah's not here? Hannah's not here! (laughs) (laughs) See, we're starting without Hannah today, but she's on her way. Traffic, traffic, but underground. This is the life of stardom. (laughs) She's stuck in traffic in her limo <laughs> with her gloves. <laughs> so, so today's topic. Yes, it's Black History Month, which ironically, not ironically, but what I thought was quite funny is we have a different month. There's different months for the UK and the US. Oh. And in so here it's obviously October. Mm-hmm. In the US it's February. And I read this thing where it was like, of course they'd give the shortest month. <laughs> <laughs> no way. So I was like, well, that's rude. <laughs> But yeah, so it's Black History Month, and on our Instagram at the Not Today Pod, we're going to be shouting out. I think it was it three black yes. people that we sort of all like. Yeah, should be I absolutely out. adore. Yeah, uh, one of them I will be mentioning today. No spoilers until later in the episode. But but, but while we're waiting for Hannah, before we get onto the sort of Black History related topic, should we talk about the other thing we're going to mention, like Takashi Snitch Nine? I mean, oh uh, yeah, Six Nine. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. My question is, if you were him, would you snitch? Hell no. Would you not? No. <laughs> I would have a better life in prison <laughs> than outside. Can you imagine, like, his family, what they must be going through? They're yeah. probably wishing he was never born. Because they he, might be next. Okay, so in my head, I'm assuming he's super rich. So he could afford to put them in some sort of, like, protective custody style life. Yeah. My thing is, if we've done a crime, and if it was like five years, (laughs) I'd be like, you know what, I'm going to hold it down. Okay, wait, I've got to stop you there. So, I don't know too much of the backstory as to how he ended up in prison. I know that there was something about a kidnapping or something, but why is he in prison? So, I know there was, so I don't know the exact charges, Yeah. and I don't know if it was, he snitched because 
he wants to just lessen his time so he's yeah. snitching on all these mad crimes. <laughs> or if he was involved with other people and then dropped them in it to get himself out. Mm-hmm. So I don't know which one it was. Mm. In my head, I'm assuming it was the latter and yeah. he was involved with other people. Because if it was just a madness of, I've done this crime, but Dora the Explorer is actually an immigrant, so you need to arrest her, <laughs> then it's like a bit mad. <laughs> and I wouldn't do that. But if it was, we've all done this crime, yeah. but they're trying to put it all, all on me. Oh, yes. I'm going to be doing like life in prison. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> At that point, yes, it's me or you. But if this guy's a snitching just to get yeah. a lesser sentence for a crime that, that he that. actually committed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in that, in that situation, I wouldn't snitch. But like I said, if we're doing the crime, we are doing the time, yeah. not I. <laughs> Good morning. Hannah. Hannah has entered. Hello. So yeah, we were just discussing Takashi's snitch nine. Oh. Um, before we got on to the Black History Month related stuff. So would you snitch on your sisters in crime? No, I'd literally rather die. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I say. Yeah. I mean, okay. Hang on, you said you'd rather die until it yeah, was. Yeah. <laughs> if, if I had committed a crime. Yeah. And like, for example, I don't know if he committed a crime and it's not related to the other guys that he snitched on. Yeah. And he just thought, if I just drop everyone in it mm-hmm. and I break this ring up, yeah, I'll get a lesser sentence. That's wrong. Mm-hmm. But if he's snitching on people that he did a crime with, I'm with it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If it's like a <laughs> random, I've done a crime, but that person over there did embezzlement, which is way worse than what I did. So really, I mean, that I won't last five minutes because <laughs> I was snitched on everyone. <laughs> I think if we've all done the crime, we need to all hold it down together. I'm not trying yeah. to go down for everyone. Exactly. If it was like a maximum of five years, I, I like to believe I'd be with the life and take it. Yeah. <laughs> but if it's like longer, 30 years. like 30, no, 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 no. But what if it's at the cost of your, like, you know, your whole life and reputation? My reputation. I mean, his reputation is gone anyway. I think if it was, if we've all done the crime, my reputation's going to have to go because I can't live in prison. You deserve it, yeah. <laughs> can't. That's my biggest fear, is to be in prison. To not be without my eyebrow pencil? But to know as well that you're not getting out. Yeah. This is it. That's mm-hmm. my biggest like, Have you, you know, seen when, those Netflix documentaries? I was going to say. Prison, Hannah. When they get like three, know, what, oh, three that's life why. sentences. <laughs> yeah. They're getting three life sentences. One of them was 18. Yeah, three life sentences plus 45 years. Like, just kill me. Just actually kill me. What is the point yeah. of me being here? Mm. So, but we all go down. I guess I never think of it in the context of like a prison sentence. I think of it in like a context of like family or friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so you won't snitch no matter what. I don't think in the sense of like, like I guess I think of it as well. And like uh, I don't know why, but if for some reason you were part of, you know, I like good girls. Yeah, we could literally be good girls. Okay, well, yeah, well, okay. Like, that's pretty good. But you know, just to give you a heads up, I even snitched on myself once. <laughs> so I was in high school, I was like probably six, 15, 16, and me and my friend, we were at the magazine stand and we were just like reading all the gossip. Mm-hmm. And the guy came and he's like, Do you want a cup of tea with her? <laughs> he was getting really annoyed. And I said, Why? Well, yes, okay. <laughs> and he was screaming at us because every day we were doing the same thing. Yeah. We wouldn't buy it. We would just come and read the whole shelf and then leave again. And then so he got annoyed and I don't know what happened, but we both just started swearing and shouting at each other. And he was like, I know, I know what school you guys are. I know genius. I've got my uniform on. It's just down the street. <laughs> <laughs> and 
my friends holding me back, but I've got a temper. Yeah. And then so he he was saying how he's going to speak to the head teacher, he's gonna file a complaint and blah blah blah. So I went to the head teacher myself. Oh my I was I was so nervous. I was so scared. I thought if I go eat myself <laughs> I went there and I was in tears about this thing that happened. And I said, you know, if he comes or if he has come, mm-hmm. and she's like, no one's been. <laughs> and it took me and my friend out. Oh, God. So don't go to cry with Rena. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you were trying to just contain the situation. Yeah. yeah. But didn't. I was 16 you. too. Yeah. But my defense always just <laughs> deny. So, like, the worst. I was at, um, There's CCTV there. But when I was on holiday, we were in a club in Zanti and it was like, we paid for like free drinks and stuff. So, we were absolutely wasted. And it came towards like the middle of the night, not even the end of the night, the mm. middle of the night. And my friend started throwing up in the club. <laughs> and then the bouncer saw and was like, you've got to leave. And so my other friend was kind of sat down, wasted. So I was like, I'm going to go get her. And then I was like running after her and I grabbed her hand. And I was like walking out with her. She had threw up oh God. down my leg. Oh no. And then we got to the outside. I was like, I don't understand we're kicking her out. And then she was like, because she was throwing up. She was not throwing up. She did not throw up. <laughs> Why you've got her vomit all over <laughs> And I literally was denying it. And the guy was like, I literally saw her throw up. And I was like, no, you didn't. <laughs> Forget what you saw. <laughs> It's all in your mind. <laughs> That's hilarious. So yeah, but no, good girls. I wouldn't see good girls are knowing when mm. she tried to snitch. So I wouldn't snitch in that situation because I feel like no, that's you're already in too deep. Yeah. You knew what you were doing. Yeah, that's true. This reminds me of the film Hustlers, where uh, the main character she ends up. You guys, what have you watched it? I yeah. have, but I don't remember it well. Okay. She ends up snitching on Jennifer Lopez's character. Mm-hmm. But Jennifer Lopez's character oh, isn't really mad at her. Yes. She's just kind of like upset. And she yeah. says this line where she says motherhood is a mental illness because she would never really have done it. She only kind of snitched on her to like protect her kid uh, and get like, so she'll be around her kid growing up and get a lesser mm-hmm. sentence. Mm-hmm. So it's quite a... No, I haven't seen it. No, but So it makes you think in terms of like, if you had kids, it you would try different. to protect them. Yeah. It's a different story than when you just think of like... A, I don't know, Yourself. my kid's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, uh, in the film, it was like, her kid was only like, uh, you know, a youngling. Only yeah. like one or two or something. So at least um, we kind of back between we would snitch and we wouldn't snitch depending on the situation. Yeah. No, I'm still down with not snitching. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Hannah's down for not. We're, we don't know we if we snitch We depend on the situation. <laughs> yeah. If I've done well. the crime, then I'm not going to snitch. But if it's like, if I'm forced to take the blame, yeah. I will. I think it depends on the years as well. Yeah. Yeah. If you're telling me life sentence. I'm still not thinking in terms of like prison and crime. I'm like thinking of, I don't know, my brother. (laughs) This is what happens when you watch loads of Netflix. Yeah. Because I can imagine other documentaries. Yeah. (laughs) What was the one that I watched? Prisons in Cuba or something. Oh Oh, my God. God. It's like when someone tells you like a secret or like a pinky square to tell something. I'd rather cut my like pinky off and tell someone else. Yeah. 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 That's how I feel about things like that. So no one can compare it to that because. Well, go to Crown of Hannah. (laughs) (laughs) Think twice about me and Victoria. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely don't do a pinky square about crime. About secrets, yes. (laughs) Yeah. I'm good with secrets because I tend to just forget it after a while. Same, unless it's not hugely. Then yeah. I couldn't imagine like someone telling me they've done something illegal. Oh, that is a different. And then suddenly being like, you know, some people will literally then snake, but it's got nothing to do with me. Yes, <laughs> exactly. If it's got nothing, I mean, well, True. unless they've murdered someone. Well, yeah. 
That's it. I'm not trying to get murdered. Yeah. <laughs> hey, stay away from that. Yeah. <laughs> but I know I can pinky swear with a hand I put my yeah. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> right, so should we move on to the actual yeah. topic of discussion? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was I meant to send you last night um, one of the southern insults that Kiki Palmer does on her Instagram. Oh, I love her. Yeah, I will. Okay, I'm gonna watch it and I'll probably laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think so. Today we were gonna be doing that Black History Month theme discussion. <laughs> Like, this is the first time you've heard it, you're like, <gasps> We are? Yeah. Today? Yeah. This wasn't in the diary. I just realised I didn't do as much research as I should have, that was my thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I think this this sprung from, it was actually Rena triggered it in terms of, she recommended a Netflix show, which was, what was it? Black Chelsea, yeah. Chelsea Handler's, what's it, White Privilege? Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, What It Means to Me or something like that. That then led me to the Rachel Divide on Netflix, which is quite good. Which is about, what's her name, Rachel? Um, we should do research on this. Delza, <laughs> Rachel something in America. Yeah. But basically, I think the, the thread of it was looking at sort of what white privilege means, how it impacts, and also, is it acceptable for modern day blackface was what I got from those sort of things. So I think we were just going to discuss something related to that, maybe what black issue might mean for us personally. I did like a mini post on the gram about that. Okay, so I, okay, all right. <laughs> I think one thing that I wanted to sort of mention, which made me think with the white privilege thing, was yes, I believe white privilege is a thing. Yes, I think it has an impact. Yes, people should. But I also think that privilege is a thing. I think you don't have, I don't think privilege is exclusive to white. I think anyone can have privilege. Mm -hmm. And I think there's not enough recognition made of that. So I think there's too much focus on trying to like sort of say there's only white privilege and it's not taking into account of Yes, it exists, but be also grateful for the privilege you do have yeah. while also trying to even balance the scales, if that makes sense. Yeah. And what made me laugh was in the, I think it was the White Privilege documentary one, where Chelsea went round and was asking people in, I can't remember what state it was, but she was asking them if there is white privilege and what it Oh, means. yes. And they were all like, that no, was there's no white privilege at all. Yeah. But and one it, answer I did like where he said, I wouldn't know. Yeah, I like that answer. Yeah, that's, that was a good, the, that's the truth. How would yeah, you know? Exactly. If and you've always been treated that way. And it made, and also that made me think when I was thinking about now, it reminded me of, you know, when Caitlyn Jenner won Women of the Year? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> and then a lot of people were saying, well, how can she be Woman of the Year when she's not born a woman so she doesn't know the struggles? Mm-hmm. And I think the same applies for white privilege in terms of how would you know if someone of colour is saying, this is how I'm feeling. Yeah. This is what I've experienced. Unless you've been born like that and you've gone through that struggle, how can you automatically discount it and say, yeah. you don't know what you're talking about? That's the thing, you have to listen. Yeah. yeah. When somebody speaks and tells you, that, like, this is what they've gone through, this is what they've experienced, mm-hmm. you listen. Yeah. You don't just, you know... <laughs> it almost sounds like privilege to be like, <laughs> no, not this way. Yeah. <laughs> I think that sounds like the ultimate form yeah. of, like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's like you said, there are certain privileges. You can be born mm-hmm. very beautiful. You can be, you know, have a natural IQ. Those are all the privileges yeah. that we all um, benefit from. But I think white privilege is a systemic and mm-hmm. historical problem. Yeah. But I think the other thing was, because I don't know if you watched, did you watch it, Hannah? 
Um, there was a good point where so Chelsea went to a, a meeting where she was they were discussing white privilege and the some of the people in the audience were saying it's all good and well that you're listening but what are you actually going to do about it yeah and I think that is so true it's always like yeah let's have this conversation yeah we acknowledge it's here yes we acknowledge things need to change but nothing actually changing yeah that's true because as well though feel like to change things on a countrywide basis you need the biggest institutions definitely and the financial backing behind it for those things to change but again that's the thing a lot of companies start with you know there's a lot of diversity etc etc but it's not true in most cases oh, 100%. no right 100%. it's not <laughs> so how how can you raise awareness mm-hmm. to that if companies are not even willing to listen if those institutions with the right amount of financial backing are who can do something yeah but they refuse to just listen. Yeah. But they just get, you know, diversity for just the HR reasons. Hate. So I'm true. getting a hate for the word. Yeah. Like diversity. diversity. Because I it's know. like, it's become such, a, just a buzzword to say yeah. you're diverse. But, but you're not. You've got four people. <laughs> I was going to say, literally yesterday, I was looking at a company and I was looking at, you know, you can see their profiles. Mm. And this, out oh, of yeah. the whole, it said, it had a whole mm. page about diversity. So I looked at all of the profiles for non-white. At all of the profiles. This is very diverse. It's so true. You just hear about diversity initiatives, and it's just this soggy, mm-hmm. bogged down term that literally weighs everything down. It doesn't mean a great deal. Yeah. But like they love to issue. It's true. I yeah. think it's just more becoming like a social setting and Instagram yeah. fascism. It is. For companies just to sell themselves. It's true. It's like, okay, well then, what are you doing about it? Yeah. Like, mm. what is there to see? Yeah. After that meeting, after that event, what is there to see? What have you've done that is different from the last event exactly and I think it's also you know Hannah you were saying that for things to happen we need institutional changes mm. look at like the government knife crime it's sort of portrayed as a black crime yeah but really anyone could pick up a knife and stab someone and so the way to combat that was we're gonna put anti-knife things in chicken boxes oh yeah because black people only eat chicken and it's like this is a government <laughs> initiative it's like yeah they have not yeah, it's come ridiculous. very far. <laughs> yeah, these are still... Or like the Queen's speech yesterday when she said about how there's going to be more stop and search. Mm-hmm. Something along those lines with police. It's like, mm, yeah, okay. But how are you going to conduct that stop and search? Yeah. But it's like, we're treating the symptoms. Mm. We're not treating the actual disease. In my opinion, I don't know everything about obviously government politics, um, um, initiatives, I mean. But if you catch children, black, white, whatever, when they're young, put them in after school clubs, put them in free things that people can take, like, uh, what's it called? The youth centres. Mm-hmm. When they've got places to go, they've got things to do. It's yeah. when they've got nowhere to go, they find themselves... And they fall into the wrong crowds. They, yeah, they fall into the wrong crowds of, oh, it's cool, that group really cool, not realising it's a gang but they're like 10 and the next thing you know hashtag top boy (laughs) if anyone watched it amazing nope Uh, basically in that there was like these two little kids one of them was the younger brother of this gang guy and the other one was his mum was like he was a first generation immigrant and his mum lost her job because someone called immigration on them and that's how he fell into the gang and he was literally like nine and they made him carry drugs because they were like, if you want to get £100, obviously as a kid, yes. that's like, what? £100 is like a whole year's yeah. worth of salary. to And he wanted to do that so his mum could pay the rent so he didn't have to move. Yeah. And that's that, it reflects reality. Yeah. There's just not, I don't think there's enough being put in place for these children. I remember... Yeah. When I was at school, because I went to, I was in school when it was during the, I don't even remember, there was that really big knife crime surge for, for a period of time. 
where there was literally a new killing every week. Yeah. So I was at school during that, and even one of the I remember one of the person who got killed. People at my school knew him, and it was like mm. R.I.P. him. It was mm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. So we had people coming in telling us about knife crime and telling us about the dangers and that. If you carry a knife, you're more likely to be killed with your own knife yeah. than you are someone else's. I'd love to know if those sort of initiatives are still being done. Mm. If it's like, oh no, we're just going to put it in a chicken box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is definitely important to raise awareness in schools. I mean, there's more of a chance of survival by learning from that than freaking Pythagoras theorem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, you sort of just wonder what's really going on because, you know, who would, who would by and large, you know, are the result of the, you know, knife crimes? Like, who, yeah. you know, who's dying? Yeah. yeah. You know? So you sort of wonder, why are people, you know, being kept down? Mm-hmm. Why do they not have access to, like you said, youth groups like that were all shut down across London during austerity yeah. that haven't been reopened? So you just kind of wonder. And they can find money for everything else. Mm-hmm. It's true. So have you had any personal experiences? How With knife crime? No, any of this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you still here, so... Fact. <laughs> Uh, personal experiences with what? Um, white privilege. White privilege. I think probably yes, but subconsciously. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, it was I had a because when I grew up, there was no one sort of when I looked at the media, no one who looked like me, mm. and so I thought to be beautiful, you had to be white with straight hair. So I would hate for the longest time. I hated my skin. I hated my mm-hmm. hair, and it took me a long time to go to interviews with my hair curly. I used mm-hmm. to always keep it, because I wasn't allowed to straighten my hair, mm-hmm. so I'd keep it up in a bun. So I was like, that's the neatest it can go. And I used to hate the fact that my hair was frizzy. But, it, so it took me until when I was in uni that I was in like, you know, I was like, F- it, I like my skin, I like yeah. my hair. And that was, I think that was also the time when I found people on YouTube started looking like me and more and more was being done to make Hollywood I mean I don't want to say diverse because it's still not really diverse (laughs) but more and more people and more and more models and stuff and it was when I had that sort of attitude that I then was successful in the interview and things Mm -hmm. like that because I was like you were trying to hide who you are exactly and I'd love to know maybe from Hannah's perspective if that is a consideration you've ever had going into the interview where you were like your hair is not perfect or things like that because that's what I would always be like Mm -hmm. oh my hair's out of place and it's because it's curly and things like that it was a bit mad or if you like walk into a room the first thing I might clock is okay I'm the only coloured person in here that's mm-hmm. fine <laughs> it's like, and things like that but I've got quite a white sounding name so I've, yeah. never, I've not really had an issue of like yeah. CV and things like that okay. you wouldn't know what I look like until you no. see for my name that is yeah. so what about you? so growing up I had issues see the thing is that I never had issues outside regarding mm-hmm. my skin colour it was always within the family If when you're Indian like being dark skinned it's always looked frowned upon right? yeah not saying that the rest of my family were freaking like pearly whites, but they were probably a little bit like a shade or two lighter than me. And obviously with my curly hair, no one else in my family had curly hair. Yeah. Everyone had dead straight hair. So I always felt left out. I always felt different. And again, for me to even to this day, even to my interview, mm-hmm. I had straight hair. I've always had straight hair. But anything like professional, and even now if I was going to a meeting, it would still be straight. And that is just something that is instilled in me. You know, I don't want to look messy. Or it, my hair's always been t- portrayed as messy when it's curly. And it's just yeah. something that's been instilled in me. And in terms of, I guess, I've never felt any anything different around me, I guess, from outside. Mm-hmm. 
but mine is completely opposite to you. Mine yeah. is always from inside, from within the family. So that is a lot harder. Not harder, but to make people understand. Mm-hmm. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Because it's so common for people to say, oh, you know, I've experienced this at schools, I've experienced this at uni. But I was accepted in school. Mm-hmm. I was accepted at university for being different. I, my hair was, you know, everyone loved my hair, everyone loved my skin. But because at home it was completely different. Yeah. I couldn't fall in love with it. And to this day, I still have issues when I get a tan. Like when mm-hmm. I came back from Menorca and I had a tan, I was just going, it was driving me insane. Yeah. But no one was saying that to me, but it was just that inner voice. I think I think I'd agree though, as in I never had people come up to me yeah. and say Because everyone was always like, I love, because it's always that like, you want what you don't have. Yeah. So everyone loved the fact it was curly. Yeah. But it was because I didn't love the fact that it was curly. Yeah. And, and then people would make, would compliment it, but they would use words I would take offence to. Yeah. So they'd be like, oh, it's so wild. I'm like, that's not a good thing. Yeah. And it's like, it's so exactly. big. I'm like, that's not a good thing. <laughs> and so it was always words that I felt yeah. were positive words. Yeah. It's like when I, if I get a tan and someone will say, oh, you look so nice and dark. And I'm like, do not use that word because I grew up with that, with a negative connotation. Like you're too dark. You know, you don't, you shouldn't take the sun. And, and it is just, you know, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've never felt anything different outside. I've always been accepted. It was just difficult to accept myself. Mm But I still like my curly hair. (laughs) (laughs) And I think also, I think it's a lot better now. I'm not even old to be like, oh, but when I was younger. But I think when I was younger, there wasn't as much sort of, mixed race wasn't as common as Mm -hmm. it is now. And so when I, so obviously I've got, so I've got white siblings, I've got black siblings. And so when I was, I remember times I'd be with my white sibling and I was talking to another person or whatever and then they'd be like to my sister oh who's this kid that's mm-hmm. my sister and they'd be like you could see on their face they were like but confusion but she's not white yeah she's, she's what <laughs> and it was like they just didn't compute that that was me in school I yeah. couldn't understand I was like how is she your sister yeah, yeah. I, think, I think that's changing and it's a sheltered now. background isn't it it is but and that's what media changing. portrayed then as mm-hmm. well but now it's completely different yeah but I was that uh, you know when my friend introduced me to her sister and she was mixed race I was like how she a sister? Yeah, and I think that's why as a kid I wanted to either be white or black. Yeah, I want to be one or the other because no one really understands. Yeah, as mixed race, you do kind of fall into this void of either you're too <coughs> white for them, you're too black for them, or it's well you have to be black because you've got black in you, and mm-hmm. it's like well that's discounting a whole half of my family. So it, it is this, but it is definitely changing now because more and more kids are mixed race, and yeah. I mean we're the future guys. So <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I think as a kid it was very confusing. Yeah, I'm as white as this tap water. So. <laughs> <laughs> With your beautiful dewy skin. <laughs> yeah, so from like glacial water, I'm, I'm honored to listen. So, but it's interesting to hear your point of view as well because yeah. you might we don't know experience stuff the only thing i can say is you know from when i was really young in the uk and then we moved to canada about five six when i was in the uk i didn't see any other people that weren't white yeah and then when i went to canada i remember like i was sitting five or six and like in first grade or whatever and opposite me you know there's a a girl uh who's wearing a job you know like a muslim girl so and I was just like, she would eat her dessert before her lunch, which is something that never crossed my mind. And I was like, she is sick. <laughs> She's got the right idea. Like, it never crossed my mind to eat your dessert before like a sandwich. Yeah. I was just like, oh, no. my <laughs> I was like, genius. <laughs> 
And so, you know, it was very, um, as a kid, it was like, for me, it was cool. It was different. Mm. I really liked it. And compared to being yeah. in the UK with people that sound and look the same, wasn't for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we do forget, because obviously being in London, I'm just so used to seeing so many different yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. I do forget that yeah. the rest of the UK is not no. as multicultural as London. Yeah, the yeah, typically anyway, yeah, the yeah. further you get. I think that also was the other thing I wanted to mention was, you know, I said, so before you came, before your limo arrived, as we were saying. <laughs> we were saying that, but it's late because she's in a limo with her gloves. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking of wearing the gloves today. You oh, should have. You should have. Yeah, no. We were mentioning that we were going to, on the ground, be posting the three sort of black people that we want to shout out, mm-hmm. who we absolutely love. And I said, so one of them that I sort of picked was Tyler Perry. So I wanted to give him a shout out on the pod because I thought him and also Jordan, was it Jordan? What's his name? I always want to say Peel, but he's, yeah, it is Peel. I always get them too confused. Jordan Peel, do you know this um, gal, us? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to shout Tyler Perry out because... And still, honey, you need to watch the Medea films. Mm-hmm. Yes. Tyler Perry, for me, I am so glad that he's finally got his Hollywood star. Mm-hmm. He's finally opened his own studios because he was, his films were the first black films I ever saw as a kid. Mm-hmm. And it blew my mind. So I was like, what? Hollywood has black films? <laughs> <laughs> and I finally saw people who like half of, obviously, my black half of my family on the screen, mm-hmm. who were hilarious, who did the stuff that my family did. I thought it was just weird. Mm. And so I wanted to give him a quick shout out before I forgot because he's doing mad things for the black community and it's great. I love it. Yeah. And John Pill because he's also a ledge. <laughs> <laughs> shout out. Did shout you out. see uh, John Pill got peep because he said he would, he never sees himself casting a white person. Yes. Yeah. But what's been happening all this time in Hollywood? <laughs> I mean, you don't have to say that you haven't. Yeah. <laughs> so, and he was like, and I, the thing I don't understand is his, his films, he's paying for them. He yeah, can he, he can do what he wants. Absolutely. And as well, when you get into a position of, like, hiring power, yeah. why shouldn't you? Yeah, like, you can hire people. who you want. Yeah. He's, like, balancing the scales and suddenly everyone... I just see that tables have turned yeah. a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 20 jobs. <laughs> <laughs> It was like, what's that? There was a quote where it was, people think that to give equality, it means you're taking something from them, but you're not. Yeah. You're just giving no. something to someone who doesn't have it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. There are people that feel like something is being literally, like, grasped away from them. Yeah. Just, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. But then again, <clears throat> is it any wonder that, and obviously we're not America, but when you see the whole, was it the Black Lives Matter movement? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was over here, but it wasn't, obviously, to the effect it was in America. No. But then it was like when that happened, that then you had the sort of the rebuttal of all lives matter. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, they're not saying that all lives matter. <laughs> <don't know. laughs> I think, and the best analogy I saw for that was, and some of you've already heard it, but it was if a house is on fire and the fire brigade come, should they put water on all houses because all houses matter, or yeah. just the one house? Just thought, that's true. I like that. Mm-hmm. I know. It's like they're trying to. Um, know zoom in on a particular mm-hmm. whatever they want to say in their scenario not you know mm. trying to bring yeah. everyone else it's true it's like women's international day you still have men saying where's our day yeah it's like, <laughs> <"What?"> 
It just, I know, I'm just like, okay. I don't know. This is the beginning of time. Yeah. Forever. Like, How many of you died for the vote? Oh, okay. <laughs> let's not, yeah. Let's not get into that. <laughs> men are fine. Just continue, you know. Yeah. Also, shout out to Kiki Palmer. Yes. Love we her. adore the multi-talented superstar <laughs> that is Kiki Palmer. I and do not don't know this man. Yeah. Sorry to this man. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that. <laughs> what a beautiful woman. Mine so will talented. be Tiffany mm-hmm. Haddish. Mm-hmm. <gasps> beautiful woman. Love her. Yeah, she she came through the shits to make herself this amazing woman that she is. I feel like she's the only actress in Hollywood that tells the truth. Yes. Honestly. <laughs> I love it. It's like there's no filter. Yeah. It's amazing. I've pretty much seen every video out there of her. Even the ones of her eating hot wings. <laughs> <laughs> she's adorable. And I love that little mole on her cheek. Oh, yeah, that's so cute. It is. But she's she's in that white privilege doc yeah. as well. And what I thought was funny, because she was next to Kevin Hart, who I love Kevin Hart. Yeah. And she got um, so emotional. Yeah, that's the thing, because Kevin Hart was kind of being half, like, to the point, but half still diplomatic. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like Tiffany was like, no, this, went, is, this yeah. is what you need to know. Okay, and I was like, yeah, you go, Tiff. Don't listen and to And it this. just shook <laughs> Kevin up. He was yeah. like, maybe I should have just been serious for once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that happens when you reach a certain level of Kevin Hart wealth. You'd be yeah. like, oh, I'm suddenly Buddhist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, I have no political affiliations. <laughs> Check my bank account. <laughs> In Mauritius. Cayman Islands. Panama. It's just like suddenly now, like it's all about, oh, all for one, one for all. There's only one for, race, yeah. the human race. Yes. And I think Money he is. Yeah. Yeah. He, like, he has changed from his washed. initial comedy shows to the ones now. Yeah, I'm not a fan of his latest ones. No, I'm not a fan of his latest ones. I feel like now he's just trying to live up to who he thinks he is. Yeah. Whereas at the beginning, he was so much more real. He touched upon all the real life mm-hmm. issues. He just he had the way of putting comedy into yeah. real life struggles. Whereas now, True. it's just stationary but I think that represents the society we live in because yeah. if you think about it you look back the comedy he even had to apologise for some of the stuff he said yeah. because what was said then isn't acceptable now but it's like, but it's like friends is though, reality it? yeah. friends was acceptable back then but it's not now people are kicking up a fuss about some of the scenes but what I don't understand is mm-hmm. like you know he made the joke about his if his son was gay yeah Clearly it was a joke. Yeah. I feel like as comedians that there is a... I don't think that there... Obviously there are caveats. There are some things just aren't funny. Yeah. But I feel like what they can say is a lot more than what the average person yeah, can say. that's the whole point. <laughs> exactly. And I also feel like what he said, as much as you think, oh, you shouldn't say that. Yeah. The reality is that way worse said in the black community about that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, and what he's saying is, represent, is what... Allegedly, he. But it's kind of like an inner voice, isn't it? Exactly. Why are you being held account for what you thought and then was like, oh, but actually, I'm fine with it. Yeah. That's what he said. He didn't say, I hate gays. I'm gonna kill my son if he's gay. No. It's just like I would be a bit shocked whatever he said. Yeah. It's also weird when like people demand this like public apology when it's something that he's having a thought process and it's related to himself. You know, if you want free free speech, isn't it? And if you want to apologize, surely if you want to sincerely apologize, it would be to someone in a private capacity. Mm -hmm. Say I'd wronged Rena. I wouldn't make a public apology. No, exactly. Rena, 
You know, but what's he, who's he apologizing to himself? Yeah, the people who were hurt. His heart, <laughs> Yeah, but there's other things to be hurt about. Exactly. This is what really annoys me when it, it kind of links to the cancel culture. Like, there are way bigger fish Seriously, there are serious things <laughs> out there. Just open your yeah. eyes. And it's also, though, it's a thought, it's a thought process. Yeah. You can't yeah. punish someone for having one thought that doesn't exactly line up with your, like, Exactly. Yeah. That's what makes people different. Values. That's what makes you different to me and me different yeah. to you. See his thought through the end. Maybe he didn't, you know. Exactly. It's ridiculous. He's not hurting anyone, you know. No. And the funny thing is, people that found it funny back then are the same people that are now like, well, times have changed. You can't say that anymore. Just I doesn't found make it funny sense. then. I found, I found it, it funny, funny now. Then. I still find it funny now. <laughs> I love Kevin Hart. <laughs> I do, yes. I loved him more before. When yeah. he was more... Raw. Real mm-hmm. and unfiltered. Now I feel like, and I can see why the poor guy has to apologize for ten years ago. Yeah, and he's not like it's not like he's in one of his comedy shows and he's directly, you know, pointing at some guy here and his yeah. son or like you know actually attacking. Someone. Yeah, he's speaking about his own experience and what you know. It's true. I do think there is a sense of oversensitive ism. I don't know what. Is that a word? but it's like it kind of links into the whole black history month thing for me because there's a lot of slights that people are very quick to pull the race card on yeah that aren't racist and it's like you're just damaging it for everyone yeah i think i read something yesterday about a girl that booked something with airbnb Mm -hmm. and she got cancelled like the the owner of the house cancelled her and she came out and said it's because she's black like mm-hmm. the woman that booked it said, said it's because she's black but then i was reading people who actually book airbnb you can't see the profile picture until after it's been accepted yeah so she's like oh but the woman accepted my friend but the truth is she was never able to see your picture in the yeah. first place but it's like you know um cv ones yeah obviously each case is different I remember there was one case where they had exactly the same credentials, exactly the same sort of grades, everything was the same on paper, and the white person got it over the black person, mm-hmm. and the black person said, oh, it's because I'm black. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how do you know that? How do you not know? I mean, it could be, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But how do you not know you just didn't come across well in interviews? I was going to say, maybe the other person just smashed that interview. Exactly. And that's what it really annoys me when people are quick to say, oh, it's because I'm this, because... That person... You're giving yourself a label. and But then also, when... I find that when people do sort of speak out about racist stuff, it's then very quick to be shut down with, oh, you always pull the race card. Yeah, yeah, Because exactly. it's so over-abused yeah. by some that it then ruins it for everyone, yeah. which really grates. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, there's a lot of work to do. Literally. And it will begin with us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Running for Prime Minister in 20. <laughs> oh, wow. Most never. <laughs> no. You never know. Um, Don't offend us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need to overturn everything politically. Yeah. I mean, there's so great. many things that... No. <laughs> it was Hannah's birthday. Yes. It was my birthday. Happy birthday. Yes, it was, which was fun. You guys are fabulous. Thank so you. I was so shocked. <laughs> I know, we saw your face. So basically, I was surprised mm-hmm. uh, by my boyfriend and all my friends being at a brunch, and I was so shocked. 
was the shock of the century. I've never been more shocked. I need to tell you now. Now, now we can tell her, right? Tell her about what? when. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he phoned. <laughs> he phoned my... Right? I mean, you be better. I was yeah. like, oh my God, he's lying. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> Retract. <laughs> Told you I'll just snitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, things... You see, the day before, you had some IT guy that was helping you, right? Yeah. So, I assume... Anyway, so... That was in my head, and because he needed to come and help me, mm-hmm. so I get a phone call and he's like, "Hey, Rena, it's my first thing was like the boxer," <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Okay," and he goes, "How are you?" and I was like, "Yeah, I'm okay," and then he goes, "So are you free on October 13th?" and I, I thought, "Oh, it's about the upgrade on my PC." <laughs> That's like, hilarious. I was like, "Yes, it's the IT guy, right?" And then I checked the calendar and I was like, "This is Sunday." Huh? <laughs> and he goes, yes, will you be free for brunch? And I said, I'm sorry? <laughs> and then I just looking at me and I was like, for brunch? <laughs> and he goes, I can imagine. <laughs> and he goes, yes, it's a surprise. And I said, oh, you're Hannah's boyfriend. <laughs> and he goes, yes, I should have started with that. <laughs> what the hell? And I shouted it out so loud. I was like, oh, you're Hannah's boyfriend. And then so he planned and he told us and I, I was messaging her. And then I was like, oh my God, what if someone says to Hannah, Hannah, did your boyfriend ring the office? Because I screamed it so loud. And then she goes, say it to your friend Anna. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I just come up with these lies. Yeah, she do. Yeah. When she me, she was like, "Guess what?" All caps. I was like, "Are you sitting down?" And I was like, "What? Are we gonna be on TV?" I was like, "What are you doing on the thirteenth? Guess what? We can be on TV." She goes, "Are we gonna be famous? Do we have a TV slot?" And I was like, "No, it's Hannah's birthday."
That was well well planned by the box. So well, that was so well planned. Even the Saturday was well planned. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he cracked us up when he was telling us oh, about um, when you got to the Ritz. And how you felt. Like, yeah. He was like, do you my passport by HMRC? No, it was like when you saw your cousin. Oh, he said yes. you went really Irish. Oh, yeah. 100%. Because she was sitting over in the corner. So yeah. I couldn't see her face because her hair was like this. And I'm sitting opposite him. Yeah. And he's like, oh, doesn't that look like your cousin? And I looked at her and I was like, God, gosh, your hands look wild. I just changed. I was keeping her hand. But I didn't think it was her because her hair was like, I couldn't see her face. I saw her hand and I was like, oh my gosh. And then I went, I really. And then what happened? Did you go to the table or did she go to No, then they both turn around and wave at each other. And then she lifts her face and I was like, guys until next time bit of an abrupt ending but see you later see you in our next episode